You are now listening to Closer in Tech, the podcast created by the D2 Collective. This is Erica. And this is Nasti. The D2 Collective's vision is to make the tech world feel closer. This podcast aims to inspire you through the ever-changing world of tech. Meet Molly. Molly is an ex-investment banker and strategy consultant, keen chef and dog owner. On her LinkedIn, she talks a lot about the future of work and her company, Flexa Career. Welcome, Molly. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. So great to have you with us today, Molly. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and something that we used to do? So Eric and me were both working at LinkedIn. Something we used to ask is something that is also not on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> um, so I'm Molly, CEO and co-founder of Flexa, obviously as I was introduced very nicely earlier. Um, so a bit about me, we started Flexa in 2020, but prior to that, um, I worked in strategy consulting and investment banking. I yeah have my have my dog Gruff, who also kind of works at the company, has become our mascot. Um, I went to Oxford University, studied geography, um, which really hasn't helped me in the real world at all. I don't think anyone with a geography degree would say it's actually useful, um, but I enjoyed that time nonetheless. And I think what isn't on my LinkedIn? Well, we can talk a bit about it later, but the thing that isn't on my LinkedIn is the company that I worked at when I worked in investment banking, because I'm under NDA and can never mention them. Love it. Thank you. That's, a, that's actually a very fun fact. I, I, I really like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Flexa Careers, that's actually how uh, I personally got onto your profile on LinkedIn. Can you tell us a bit more about it? And what was the journey that uh, led you to, yeah, to create Flexa? Yeah, um, it's a very personal journey um, that led me to creating Flexa. So Flexa is the global directory of verified flexible companies. And what that means is we enable people all over the world. We're coming up to a million users now in about 79 different countries to search by exactly how they want to work, because everyone's ideal working environment is different. How I want to work could be completely different to how you guys want to work. So we have filters on Flexa that enable people to search by remote first or fully remote and travel the world or dog friendly or flexible hours, enhanced parental leave, part time roles, you know, all of the things that really matter to people in terms of working environment and flexibility. And all of that is verified with employees. So we know that that is truly the case, which is really, really crucially important because that level of transparency just doesn't exist anywhere else. You know, the average person spends apparently about two to three hours researching every single company that they're serious about to try to understand their culture and working environment. That information should be available at the click of a button and with Flexa, it is. Um, we're working with coming up to about 200 different companies to showcase their flexibility as well. Um, and it was the lack of transparency that, that personally affected me and that became a problem that I really wanted to solve because I've, I've lived with an autoimmune disease since I was about 18. Um, and back when I was kind of like late teens and, and early to mid twenties, thankfully I've grown out of it a little bit now. Um, I literally like couldn't walk sometimes, like my feet would swell up, my eyes would swell up, my hands would swell up. I'd be in like awful pain with my joints. Um, and so working in an office was quite difficult. <laughs> I was fine about four days of, of the five that you'd be expected to be in an office, but normally about one day I'd have a terrible flare up. And my brain would work fine, so I could work from home. But um, that just wasn't the norm back then. And when I was working in investment banking, I kind of struggled through for about 18 months. Um, 
and then I plucked up the courage because they said they were open to flexible working requests to ask to work from home one day a week when I was really sick and unable to come in. And they kind of pondered on it for about 10 days. Then 10 days afterwards, I walked into a meeting room and there was a settlement package on the table and they sacked me and told me to leave immediately, hence why I'm under NDA. Um, and after that, I went into a job hunting process that was so broken, but I'd never really had my eyes open to it because I'd never been burnt like that before. Um, met hundreds of other people who had a similar kind of experience. They desperately wanted to know where they'd be able to work flexibly, but there was nowhere to go to find it. Hence why the idea after a few years of kind of thinking about it, uh, Flexa was born. I love it. It's such a great story. And I think sometimes we don't realize some things until they happen to us. Um, and it's actually great to see how your personal story brought, uh, yeah, such a positive change and impact through, through Flexa. So yeah, it's thank you for sharing, Molly. I really appreciate it. Not thank you for thank you for that. Um, I think also the point that you mentioned, just sort of the research and the time it takes to sort of get to know a company, their internal workings, and what you can expect from them, as opposed to what is actually written on a job description. Mm -hmm. um, then going into an interview process and landing at the offer, just the amount of time that that goes into, um, it, it it really makes it good that now we have this information more transparently uh, available, I think. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think, you know, even when companies do mention what flexible working is on offer, they normally just say, oh, we're open to flexible working or we work flexibly. That could be two to three days a week in the office, or it could be that they have no office and you can work from any country that they have an entity in. You know, there's such a spectrum. Um, and ultimately, the word flexible working doesn't really provide much clarity. No, it's completely true. And in, in general, it, it, it means such a different sort of range for people. This, this term, so what can you actually expect um, within that? No, thank you. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here. So I imagine that employees at Flexa benefit from flexible work policies. What does it mean um, for Flexa internally? Yeah, we've obviously had to think a lot about this given, given what we do as a company. Um, so flexible working for us at Flexa is remote first which means that we have an office, but people don't have to come in on a regular basis at all. So we have an office in East London, which I'm in today, um, and that's there for people to use whenever they want to. But the only time that people have to come in is, is once a month um, when we do our team kind of strategy day and we do like an activity and, and also go out for dinner and drinks and we pay for everybody's travel and accommodation if they don't live in London, which means that you know everybody gets to know each other and actually makes the kind of remote working environment a lot better because people have built those relationships. Um, otherwise, people that live in London, they'll come in the office maybe one once or twice a week if they want to, but they really don't have to. But that's uh, kind of the, the basic location flexibility that we offer. And then when it comes to hours, we have core hours of 11 till 3, which means that we expect everybody to be online during those times. Obviously, people can take lunch during that time as well. Um, and then they can manage their workload around that. So we've got some people who don't like starting work in the morning until 11, but then they'll work into the evening or some people who much prefer being able to switch off a bit earlier. So there's a lot of flexibility within hours. Um, and we also have a 4.5 day week. So everyone gets a half day on a Friday, which is obviously a very nice addition. I've never thought that people are particularly productive on a Friday afternoon anyway. So we'd rather give people a longer weekend. Um, and then we also offer 45 days of holiday a year, which is split into your standard like public holidays, bank holidays, um, 
25 days of holiday that you can take anytime, one day for your birthday. And then we also have two company shutdown periods, one at the end of August and one between Christmas and New Year when no one works, which is great because it means there's no emails going on. You know, you don't worry about what's happening while you're away, um, which amasses to around 45 days. Um, so we've really tried to totally embody flexibility um, in as many ways as, as we possibly can. Sounds so interesting. Um, I personally experienced some of this flexible um, kind of adjustment and suggestion that you mentioned, like in my previous, like in some previous company, for example, like the company shutdowns and something that I really appreciated that kind of feeling that nothing is happening and I can just come back and kind of, you know, start again from where I left it from. But I wanted to ask you something. So when you mentioned like the work hours and a 4.5 days week, like, how did you get, like, to kind of drafting and deciding on those, like, because I guess it's a process where you need to, I don't know, is there a trial and error, or like, or how did it work? So the four and a half day week just happened from day one. I genuinely don't believe that people are productive on a Friday afternoon. I think it's just dead time where people are, like, trying to do their life admin, trying to get out of the office as early as possible. Um, so that was just something that literally always existed. We've never worried about that one because... I really do think Friday afternoon is a time that people are pretending to work rather than actually working. Um, the core hours, that kind of happened naturally. Um, we had people who were starting at 11 and some people with children that would um, maybe want to go and collect them from school at half three um, and then continue working on later. So the 11 till three thing just worked for everybody. Um, and we can also trust people to get their work done because everybody genuinely is very accountable and is given a lot of autonomy. Um, I think the one that was maybe a bit more trial and error was, was getting an office. So we were fully remote for the first year. Um, and then we started doing kind of monthly team meetups and thought maybe given that we had quite a few people in London, that they would appreciate a space to be able to work in. Um, so that was quite a big risk. Obviously, if no one went in, it's a waste of money. But people do go in pretty regularly and it is... Um, an asset for people as well because it means that they don't always have to be at home if they don't want to be I think a lot a lot of times companies when they're thinking about the flexibility to offer can really overcomplicate it and think oh god we have to do it in stages and it'll be so difficult and then we can't reverse it we can't go back on it for me flexibility is a, a journey like you set your base level of flexibility that you want to offer and then you iterate on that it doesn't need to be that you all of a sudden start doing a four and a half day week and 45 days holiday and remote first start moving in a direction that, that's comfortable for you um, as a people leader within a company. And I think actually things happen much more organically um, and they evolve kind of in ways that you might not have necessarily expected them to as well. Thank you so much for this answer. Um, I think there's something that I read on your LinkedIn, on your post, or I don't know, maybe in the newsletter, I don't remember. And it was about that flexible work is not being able to do anything, but just the freedom to operate within a framework of kind of agreed rules by everyone that are respectful. And I think I think it was something along those lines. And I, I, I really, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I really appreciate it because they're, like, it's nice to have the kind guidelines and kind of the framework and then being able to decide what actually works yeah. or not for an individual. Yeah, we always say that you can't really have true freedom without boundaries because you don't know what the expectations are. You don't know what the limits are. So actually people are much more comfortable when they understand what the minimum commitment to flexibility is and how they can then operate around that. 
Yeah, I think that's great. That goes a little bit together with a minimum amount of vacation days, right? Yeah. So some companies provide unlimited and then you see actually in the data that that doesn't work. Um, that's really true. People don't know what they can take, like what's going to be viewed as okay. Um, and I think, yeah, you need the minimum. And ultimately, you know, unlimited is a tricky one because there is really in people's heads, there is a maximum. Like if somebody took 60 days holiday, I'm sure there'd be plenty of companies that weren't impressed by that. Um, so it's why I think it's better to offer the maximum that you are comfortable with people taking and then they can take what they want off that. Yeah, completely agree. Love your take on the four and a half um, day work week as well. I think the recent research that came out of, the, of that very big study in the UK around the four day work week was actually very impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Okay. So I'm always very curious in the data side of things. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about sort of the ROI that you have seen coming out of companies offering flexible working? Yeah, I mean, there's so, so many benefits to offering flexible working. There's to your existing employees. Productivity has been proven to increase. Um, retention massively increases. Employee engagement and happiness as well. Like it's literally every single metric. Obviously, it varies between industries and different company cultures and different ways of flexibility. Um, but there is only ever positive movement within it, as long as the culture is there to be able to support flexibility. Um, and then it has potentially like an even bigger impact on, on talent attraction and hiring as well, where companies that offer flexibility, but they actually shout about it like we do for companies on Flexer. You know, you can offer flexibility and if you don't shout about it, then no one's going to know. So they're going to find out about it once they've already heard of your company. Whereas actually you should be leading it as a way, leading with it as a way for people to discover your company for the first time. And if you're doing that, then you're building an employer brand that's, that's based on flexibility. And that means that you ultimately can reduce your cost to hire by sometimes up to about 25 times. Um, you can hugely increase diversity, equity and inclusion within your hiring pipeline as well. Because ultimately, if you're if you're being transparent about your working environment, people are able to make an educated decision about whether that's going to be the right place for them to be able to work. And when it comes to gender equality, um, people with disabilities and conditions, and interestingly as well, even even racial diversity and sexual orientation, it's been proven that there is a disproportionate number of those people that do want flexibility. So it naturally increases DEI, which has again been shown to hugely improve bottom line. Um, and in addition, like companies ultimately just find it easier to hire because you have a working environment that people want to be in. Um, and being open about what your kind of flexibility is, not just saying open to flexible working. So I think people are pretty bored of bored of that term. But the metrics are all in the favor of companies that offer some form of flexibility significantly outperforming those that don't. Yeah, well, that's great, actually, uh, to hear a little bit about those metrics. I think the cost to hire is actually very impressive. Yeah. And I think the, the point you touched upon, being able to hire the right people, so being transparent about sort of your framework and what flexibility looks like at your company, that will attract the right people. They yeah. will be happier to stay, stay longer, um, because they actually know what works for them. Um, that's really exactly. interesting point. We're finding people that want to work in the way that you work, which means they're well-matched talent, and then they'll stay at your company once they're actually there because they haven't been hired under the illusion that you know you might be something that you're actually not yeah the cultural fit in that and that goes hand in hand with that flexibility sort of and even what you what you said the diversity and inclusion um if that really is a fit for you at a company 
you'll, you'll want to be there. You'll, you'll feel part of the company. Um, so that's a really interesting point. Brilliant. Um, what are uh, Molly? What are some of the opportunities you see in the future for employers to kind of maximize the ROI of flexible working? Because we saw that there's like many, like there, there's many reasons to be that. So, what are the opportunities? How can they actually make that happen? Mm. I think the first one is a lot of companies and a lot of individuals when they're hiring really underestimate the power of really shouting about what's on offer. So companies will have spent loads of time, loads of money, loads of effort in building these inclusive and flexible working environments, but they're not shouting about that. It might be buried at the bottom of a job description or on a careers page, but think of how many people actually see that, not that many. So making sure that that's being shouted about on social media because 79% of individuals will use social media in their job search um, and putting your flexibility in, in places where people can actually see it. So I think that they, that's a huge opportunity for the future um, as employer brand becomes one of the most important foundations for hiring. I also think that companies are starting to realise that flexible working doesn't exist in policies. It exists within, within culture. So ensuring that senior leadership are role modelling flexibility, um, you know, whether that's showing that they're going to their kids' sports day on a Wednesday afternoon or working from somewhere different in the world or working flexible hours, it's really important that flexibility is normalized within an organization. Um, and I think that that's still a, a pretty untapped opportunity for a lot of companies is, is truly supporting it in, the, in their culture. And I think constantly evolving as well, I think as, as, as we continue on this journey of flexibility, we're gonna get some really interesting examples of flexibility from different companies that we're already seeing people, um, companies, embracing the four day work week or maybe the nine day fortnight or four and a half day week like we do um totally asynchronous hours versus core hours dog friendly offices you know paying for putting airbnb vouchers alongside a work from anywhere scheme you know there's so much evolution and people are consistently looking for different types of flexibility that will suit them but they don't necessarily know what they want until they see it so it's, it's really up to companies to be showcasing exactly what they're offering and always trying to push the boundaries to make themselves the most attractive place to work as possible. Because if you are seen as attractive, um, then ultimately you're going to hire much more easily, spend less money on it and have happier people. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is also something you mentioned on your LinkedIn that your kind of recruit recruiting fees were basically zero because you were able to do a lot of employer branding for Flexa, right? Just, just right on um, with, with what it offers. Am I correct? Yeah, exactly that. We've never spent anything on recruitment. And we've hired now coming up to 16 people for zero cost, um, just using Flexa as our own employer branding platform. And we help companies to do exactly the same thing. Obviously, it's not for zero because they do have to pay to get yeah. um, <laughs> But to significantly reduce their hiring costs, as I said, some companies even up to 25 times. Absolutely love that, Molly. Thank you so much for the chat today, giving all your insights. Um, on this topic. I really loved our conversation. Can you share if people want to find you or Flexa Careers online, how can they go about that? So I'm most active on, on LinkedIn. So please do connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I kind of, I post a fair amount of content that we've sort of talked about on LinkedIn pretty much every day. Um, and also with Flexa, just go to flexa.careers, um, whether you're somebody looking for true flexibility all over the world, um, then you can come and search your flexible companies. Or if you're a company that looking 
at how to build a great employer brand and ultimately make your hiring process a lot easier and also get discovered for flexibility, um, then just come in and drop us a message. Love it. Thank you for listening to Closer in Tech, a podcast created by the D2 Collective. We are on a mission to make the tech world feel closer. We would love to hear your thoughts on this and other top of mind topics. Feel free to ask questions, share insights and opportunities on the homepage or in the comments here. We hope to see you soon at one of our events.